and welcome to Women in the Business Arena. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shuk Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Every week, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We reframe the lens on business so women just like you know how to achieve not just success, but fulfillment and freedom. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs, mothers, and multiple business owners how to conquer the business arena. And the thousands of women we have worked with have given us insights and wisdom to share with you. We get honest, vulnerable, and real about what we've seen and experienced. We would love for you to join us in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. And if you want to get even more support, visit womeninthebusinessarena.com. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman. And I'm your co-host, Laura Shook Guzman. And we're together live in Austin, Texas. It is so amazing. We really are sitting here together in the same room, looking at each other in live person. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. And for any of us who've, you know, any of you who've listened for a while, you know that we have been uh, traveling, you know, virtually across the globe to do these podcasts. So it is really amazing to be in the same city. And we're very excited for our topic today because over the last like few years, both Laura and I have seen a lot of women struggling with their partners around their business. So whether it's a change in roles between the partnership, whether it's a partner understanding their new uh, sort of attention and concentration in their business and less time for them, or whether they struggle with not making money yet, or there's so many diverse topics around this. But what we want to talk about is, you know, what are some of the struggles that we experience as women with our partners and how do we navigate that more effectively? Yes. Yes. I think that this is a common challenge for many mm. couples, but not something that people talk a lot about. And I'm having more and more of my clients coming into my office, couples um, that traditionally, you know, may have come in thinking, oh, we need to talk about communication. We have a new baby on the way. We have a marriage. And now more of them are coming in because I work a lot with entrepreneurs. They're bringing their partners in saying, we need to talk about my business. We need to talk about my partner's relationship to my business or how we're handling finances now or all the different nuances that come with navigating a topic that I think a lot of women, we haven't thought about like coming into launching a business. We may have had these initial conversations, but we didn't think those through or we had no idea what to expect. So I think this is a, a juicy one. I think so too. And I love Laura sort of framed this term earlier, which is when your business becomes your lover. <laughs> Exactly. How do you navigate that with your partner? Because <laughs> really, my husband sometimes does think I'm like sneaking around with my business. Um, because you do things that are, you know, stealing time. You know, yeah. you steal time with lovers like in a way that you'll prioritize everything to make that happen. And I think my husband can feel a little left out at times when <laughs> I am doing all the jumping through all of the hoops and over the hurdles to get my business taken care of. And where does that leave our relationship? Um, you know, I try not to do that in the middle of a date night, but like what does happen when you've got some red flag or something happening in a business and you're in the middle of that family vacation or a romantic getaway with your partner, you know, these things are going to continue to happen. 
So, yeah. yes. And I think what we have to look at is, you know, your partner is a part of your business. Like there's no way to compartmentalize. And I think that is what men try to do a lot of times. They they compartmentalize. Here's my business. That's work. That's separate from my family life and my home life. But as women, it doesn't work. And so in a lot of ways, our family, our partners, they are literally part of our business. And we have to learn how to frame that, how to work with that, how to honor them and honor ourselves and honor our business. So, you know, it is really important to be able to, to understand that, yes, they they do have an investment in what we're doing. They do have an investment in what we're creating. And either even if they're unsupportive, you know, or if even if they're supportive, there's all these sort of uh, challenges that we have to look at and work with and understand in order to make it effective. I can, I see a lot of topics about this, a lot of conversations around this, and And sometimes instead of people looking at how do I navigate this more effectively, they just want to throw in the towel, right? Because it can be very painful when our partners are not supportive or painful when, when there's judgment or painful when they're attacking us. And like all of that happens. I've experienced it all as well. And I think, you know, we can sometimes just be like, I just have to just leave my partner. Like that's it. Like I can't take it anymore. And there are some really beautiful and effective ways that we can navigate it so that we bring them on board so that we, you know, are working through it more effectively. And, you know, we don't throw any of the babies out with the (laughs) bathwater. That's right. Well, and it is something that like, like everything in relationships, it's just something else to be negotiated. Mm. It's something else to be discussed. And it can be really painful when you feel like your partner doesn't get it. When you And, and this can happen with, um, you know, we've brought up like some of the gendered issues with men traditionally have a certain way of dealing with things and women have a traditional way. But I've also worked with like same-sex couples um, in which especially um, – this incident, this incident with with two women, in which one had a very traditional nine to five, yeah. um, and they were navigating um, the time that was being taken from the other from their time together because the other one was launching a startup, right? And so, two women great at communicating, great with understanding where the other person's coming from, but having to navigate very different timetables. And I think that one thing also that was really good in my marriage is that my husband met me when I was already in my first year of launching my business. So he met me as the entrepreneur. Yeah. And therefore, he kind of got to see that world immediately. And that's not always the case. Sometimes people are together. They're both working traditional corporate jobs or nine to fives. And then one of them is like, I'm going to start this new business. And the other one's like, oh, that's great, honey. Go for your dreams. And then it brings all of these different, you know, challenges that they've just never had to navigate before. Kind of like a new baby. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is very much a new baby. And, And, you know, I think that's the pieces we have to look at because, there is a lot of different sort of issues within this topic, and I don't think we're going to cover even remotely all of them today, but, you know, we'll start to explore them. And I think, you know, one of those topics is the roles, right? 
the role reversal, the role changes, you know, we we get comfortable and we sort of have rules created in current roles. And as roles change, that can get really challenging for the partnership because, you know, we've sort of established all these unspoken rules, all these unspoken agreements that are around those roles. So, you know, very traditionally, if you look at it, you know, you've got a lot of men who've been the breadwinners, men who are in corporate jobs, nine to five, they do their work, they come home. The wife, you know, is taking care of the kids, you know, doing a lot of the domestic duties. And all of a sudden, you know, the woman wants to go and start a business. All of a sudden she has less time to pick up the kids. She is navigating way more things. She can't get dinner on the table every night. You know, even though a lot of us try to do it all, it's not realistic. And we talk about that all the time. And so I think, you know, you've got this change of role reversal and sometimes the partner wasn't in full agreement, right? So they think, oh, I thought you were just going to do this as a hobby or this was going to be fun. But now you're infringing on what I need and what I want or what I want to see done. And see, this is when some of the breakdown happens. So I think there's role reversals. And I also think one of the other biggest topics I see, and I'm sure Laura would you know, agree and she can speak in a second, is that the financial impact. Because anything you're choosing to do with your time or energy or choosing to invest money that's the family's into building a new business and to creating a new business and to even a change in a new business, because you can pivot your business and lose a lot of money and then have to rebuild again. You know, so all of those changes financially are huge and really impactful in the relationship itself. And, you know, a lot of people say marriages break down, you know, finances and money is, is one of the biggest topics. Yes, agreed. Because that's one of the big reasons why people come to couples counseling is they're trying to navigate money, um, different beliefs about money, different spending habits, you know, how people handle. And that's just, you know, without sometimes any kind of um, earner situation where there's entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs earning money. So I feel like when couples come in and they have salaried, that's what I'm trying to kind of get at, salaried mm-hmm. money yeah. is predictable. Yeah. And couples create expectations around that paycheck and they talk about how to spend it. And even that is super hard, like yeah. to be in agreement about we're getting this much money and this is our budget. Then you take entrepreneurship and maybe both of you are entrepreneurs, then you've got neither one of you has like the steady, unless your business maybe is coming in long enough that you're like, yep, I pay myself this much every month. But there's flux, you know, definite ups and downs in any business, no matter how successful. So you don't have that to count on. And then you have couples that are trying to talk to each other about those expectations and resentments that come up if there was like a lot invested in a business that's not growing fast enough, then that partner will sometimes start to feel resentful or put pressure on the other person. I thought you said this was going to be bringing money in by now. Like what is all your time and energy doing? Why are we paying these extra hours on childcare if your business is not bringing in the money to cover it, right? And then that can get into really heated discussions where people end up wounded and hurt. And then it's not that you um, aren't supporting my businesses. You don't support me. You don't see me. You don't think I'm good enough. You don't think I can do this. And that's where you get into marriages actually getting into trouble, like really feeling unseen and hurt by the the other person. Yes. And and I think... You know, one of the first things we need to look at is that I think we need to understand 
that there's a lot of reaction in these kind of situations. Like we're, there's, there's a lot of charged particles, you know? So there, you know, it's really hard to be objective in those kind of circumstances because we're feeling something that doesn't feel good. And, you know, if we weren't reacting or if we personally weren't in a charged situation, we could probably step back and say, hey, what you're saying right now doesn't feel very good. I don't feel like you're really listening to me. I think we need to sit down and have a more objective conversation. And that would be great if we were all resourced enough to do that. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I know for myself, when I feel like, you know, someone isn't seeing me, when they when they hit a wound that's really old. So, you know, it might be that they're they're doing something that I felt like my dad did or, you know, something that I'm not approved of or I'm being judged or, you know, whatever. When they hit something that's, you know, an old wound for me, then I'm not objective enough to be able to step up and do what I could do, which is like set a better boundary, be more clear in my communication. You know, those are all really powerful things. And we can talk about sort of how to do those. But I also think we just have to realize wow, okay, I'm really charged by the situation. I'm really feeling like there's a whole thing coming up for me. And rather than trying to handle the situation in that frame of mind, it's actually really important that we step away. Like any conflict, we step away, we get ourselves sort of sorted. We, you know, like I might tell my clients to go journal or to go, you know, go do some self-care, to create some space, to do something that allows them to reflect on what's coming up for them so that they first separate between the conflict and the wound and what's what's their stuff what's their stuff you know mm-hmm. yes and I think that's one of the reasons why this topic came to my mind is that just like you're saying that's mindfulness and awareness mm-hmm. that you're getting triggered and I think a lot of couples are having relationship issues around their entrepreneurship and there's not an awareness that that's why and that it's normal I, I want to normalize like this is a huge stress yeah just like moving or having a new baby or changing jobs, you are changing your career. You've launched a business. So it is so much more stressful, I think, than a lot of couples will give themselves permission to allow that, to, yes. to say. So I want to talk about this today as a reminder that it doesn't mean your marriage is like in a bad state, just because you and your couple, your partner are fighting about your business, it's time to go, wow, this is really normal. This is normal that we're under a lot of stress, (laughs) but maybe we need to take a break. We need to reconnect to something else right now, or we need to go get some support. Um, But bringing that normalization, that validation, that it's really, really normal. And this is a huge stressor and all your stuff's going to come up, like old patterns, old beliefs. Um, You're going to be right? We've talked about this before. You're going to be questioning, am I, am I really good enough for this? Can I do this? Is this going to work? And so you're dealing with your own insecurities and doubts. And then when things start getting a little bit uncomfortable, especially financially, and your partner starts to speak to that fear, Mm. then it can just feel crushing, right? And that literally is one of the number one things I personally see. Like, to speak to the normalization, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Laura, because like really I have not ever had a client that has a partner who isn't in some way navigating the changes in their partnership and isn't struggling with that conflict, doesn't have some conflict around it for whatever reason. 
it's so normal. Like it's so normal. Like it's just, there's huge changes in roles and dynamics and time and energy and attention and finances, like all of it across the board is shifting and changing. And so I think we also need to give some like care and appreciation that that's okay. Like it's totally okay. It doesn't mean your marriage is falling apart or your partnership is falling apart. It doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It literally just means that you're normal. <laughs> you're human. And you know, these, there's a lot of shifting and changing going on. And I think sometimes we just need to step back and honor that like, oh, cool. This is really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a lot of change. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be hard for everyone in the family. Like, you know, and I think we, we've we talked a little bit more about the motherhood stuff and some of the things that happen when you shift and change and with your kids and mother's guilt. And we've moved through some of those things. But we haven't as much talked about the shift specifically in your partnership. Yeah. And speaking of that, I do experience partner guilt. Yeah like mother guilt, you know, where I think, oh, this really should be a time that I'm present with my partner right now with my husband. But instead I have this thing that is getting out, you know, that's just like this, this thing that I have to get done on my emails or I have to launch. I don't know. Like sometimes it just feels that there's non-negotiable starts. And then what do you do when your partner is needing you at the same time? So I'm used to navigating that around child, around my children. But I think that in recent years, it's become more of a, a thing that I need to negotiate with my partner in ways that I haven't. I, I think as my business grows, it just continues to change the things that I need to navigate. Yeah. And even within all of the changes in you and the changes in your business, it will also change with your partnerships. Like it might look one way and you're dealing with certain challenges at the beginning. So, you know, what I see a lot in those first stages of operating a business is a total change in role, but also a lot of financial pressure, right? Because the truth is, and Laura and I have spoken to this a lot, the truth is it takes a, it takes a long time to make a profitable business. There are ways to streamline that process. That's what I do in my Women in the Arena program. You know, there's, there's ways that you can uh, ex- like sort of take on other people's knowledge and accelerate the process of profitability. But any way you look at it, it takes time to create profitability. And during that time, most people are unrealistic about that. And Laura and I can attest to that with Soma Vita. Like, you know, we had great financial projections. We're like, yeah, it's going to be so easy to make all this money. Like we did, we had all this stuff. And I think, you know, we don't really understand how long it actually takes to make that business stable, to make the, the profitability consistent, to not go so up and down, to understand how the, what the market looks like and how people are responding to our product or service. And because of that, most people are promising things that are just, it's not realistic. And so then they set up that promise with their partners. Their partners are unhappy that they haven't gotten to that goal because they made an agreement based on that promise. Mm. So I think part of it as well is that we need to come more transparently to our partnerships to say that if we're starting a new business or we're growing a new business, hey, honey, it's going to take time and let's look at what we need to do in the meantime while my business is building. But I would really, you know, strongly advise against sort of having a really... 
you know, clear picture. Like I know a yeah. lot of people who've gone to their partner and said, hey, you know, I should be making 10000 a month in three months, <laughs> you know, or like, and I, and I know that marketers and lots of coaches besides me promise that, but like, it's, that's not realistic. And so what ends up happening is there's, there's a, um, a challenge with the agreement. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's, you know, for some women, I think that are new to the business arena, they're wanting to prove something. Um, I'm going to speak for myself. So, you know, I wanted to do that more with my family that had helped invest. I think about that. Like I wanted them to be like, okay, this is, this is going to turn around. So you, you tell the best story, not because you're being dishonest, but you want them to feel really confident. And so we do that with our partners where we're like, it's going to be great. And we feel like we need to give them the best case scenario (laughs) to get their buy-in. But then the challenge is that they buy in and then they stick to that guideline. You probably threw it out. Like you're not even thinking about it anymore. You're like, oh yeah, I'm not getting to that 10,000 like for months, maybe years, but it's fine. And then your partner still holds on. He's looking at the calendar or she's looking at the calendar being like, when is that going to happen? Exactly. And look, I've been there. And and I think, you know, this is one of the challenges is that a lot of times, you know, I spent years and years and years sort of molding my goal setting around what the men in my life wanted, not about what I felt was the right thing for me, but what, what I felt would make them happy, would make them confident, would make them buy into it, would make them support me. And so I set unrealistic goals, goals I wasn't even sure I could accomplish, goals that didn't even necessarily feel right to me. And therefore, how can I create a goal that I'm not backing? right? And this is where I see a lot of women set themselves up for failure is that they create goals based on what other people want, what will make other people happy. And so, you know, it took me a long time to be able to be like, you know what, I'm not going to set goals that way anymore. I need to set goals that are more in alignment with who I am, goals that make sense with who, what feels right to me and goals I can personally back. For me, I'm not motivated by money. So every time I set a goal for money, that never, ever worked because I wasn't motivated to ever create that goal. But I have goals around impact because I'm super motivated for impact. I'm super motivated for service. So when I was able to do that, I was able to create a lot more of those goals. And so I think we have to be careful that we're not framing our goals and framing things in that positive light, you know, to to sort of serve or get a buy-in or to have someone back us when really we need to be a lot more honest to say, hey, I don't know what's going to happen. Here is what I'm going to try for. Here's what I'm going to work towards and I'm going to put everything in it. But honestly, I don't know. And I think if you bring that to the table, what ends up happening is there's a more honest response from them and a more alignment between the two of you to be like, well, we'll have to reevaluate. So, you know, I've, I know I've gone back to my partner and had agreements where like, Hey, let's see where we are in six months and we'll reevaluate the decisions based on where the business is. And that is so helpful because then they still have a mark of time, which, you know, the masculine loves some concrete answers and some concrete like alignment. So like they're okay. Six months we'll reevaluate. That gives them a time period. And you're able to have a little bit of like air and and breathing room in that time to just really put everything in. Yes. 
Yes. And I think that one thing to keep in mind is like, um, or kind of what are some things that we can do to still feel like we're connecting to our partner in the middle of all of the stress for us because we're worried about our business and we're worried about how they're feeling. And I think one of the biggest things is being transparent um, and letting your partner know that you are being thoughtful or being aware that it's hard on them. Because sometimes like, we think, oh, I mean, I'm definitely guilty of this. Like, does he not realize like how hard this is for me? Do I want to be working around the clock? No, I'd like to be at the pool with you and the kids and, you know, and all the things. Like I can get caught up in my experience and I'm frustrated that he doesn't see what I'm going through. But I've also noticed it's really powerful to just stop and take that deep breath and to look at him and say, I know that it must be hard. I've been missing you too. And we don't have that much time together right now. And the business is taking up so much of my time and attention. And that must be really hard. I mean, like to just even speak that, sometimes that will dissolve a anger that maybe your partner was it was starting to build and they were starting to get hurt and they were starting to get angry and resentful. And then you say, I see that this must be really hard on you. And I, and again, like concrete, maybe like, let's do a date night. You know, could you, could you like call and get a reservation? Can you get us a dinner date? Like I'll take care of the childcare if you can get the dinner reservation. I don't know. Like just that goes a long way sometimes when you stop and you acknowledge that it's hard and then your partner, um, sometimes is more like able to talk about that instead of just the anger. Like, why are you not, um, performing? Why are we not getting this done? Why are you telling me that this has happened? They're going to be more like, what's going on? Like, I am scared. I'm a little bit worried because I thought this was going to happen. And, you know, and so just kind of, and, and that takes resourcing ourselves and, and helping our own stress levels. Cause to be that vulnerable means you have to feel like in your nervous system, parasympathetic, mm. we need to be safe. And if you're feeling threatened or in hype, you know, hypervigilant, then both partners will end up being on the defensive and that dinner date won't go so well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really good perspective. Like we need to come back to the table and bring them back to the table when we're able to actually communicate our feelings without reaction. And what I see too often, and I've done this too often, is that we're trying to handle the situation and resolve it while we're in reaction, right? So we're feeling hurt, we're feeling, we're angry, whatever that is. And instead of being able to see their side of it, we're just angry and we're just reacting, we're yelling or screaming, whatever it is. Or we're going quiet and we're just store, you know, you sort of go one way or the other, either you're sort of an, uh, I'm going to put it all on the table, kind of outward person. Like I do that in relationships or you're like, you go in and you become passive aggressive. And so there's whatever way you do it, either way is not helpful for the relationship because it's not sort of coming back at a more reasonable time when both of you can, you know, sit and be more resourced and actually communicate, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And Hey, this is how, you know, how are you feeling? And really put onto the table because sometimes when we understand where our partners are, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, where their fear is. Sometimes when we're really compassionate and and open to listening to that, sometimes it's so easy to resolve the conflict because oftentimes the problem is there's a lot of misunderstanding. We're thinking something, they're thinking something. There's all this sort of unspoken things that are going on. And because of that, we, we really don't understand where they're coming from. They definitely don't understand where we're coming from. And we're not able to kind of come to 
into some alignment because really, honestly, that's the key. We need alignment. So oftentimes when I'm working with couples who are going through this, like, so I'm working with the women, I only work with women, but I'm always working with their partners on some level or another. I've actually pulled partners into coaching sessions because sometimes I'm like, okay, here is what I'm seeing from an objective viewpoint. And here is what needs to happen. And could you give your partner a little bit more space because she is absolutely capable of creating this business, but not under this kind of pressure and, you know, sort of the, the structure that's created. Or sometimes I have people go to their partner and just create more alignment. And so the alignment is the key because when you're on the same page and you're both aligned to the agreement, there's no conflict. But what happens is most people don't have a clear agreement. Mm-hmm. And it's unclear or it was inflated some yeah. way, right? Because we're just trying so hard to put to get yeah. put up that, that picture. Yeah. And I think, you know, one a little um, technology tip that I'm playing with is um, because one big complaints that I hear with my clients and I experience in my own family is partners feeling like the other person is turned off um, and unplugged from them and like in their device or they're always working. So, you know, just deciding there's certain times when you're with your partner, not just with your kids, because yep. I think we talk about this more with unplugging and being present with, with our kids, Yeah, but we need to do it with our partners. Yeah. Like when we're actually sitting there and he's on his phone and I'm on my <laughs> phone, you know, just checking in and being like, hey, let's wrap up what we're doing in five minutes. And then why don't we sit and have a coffee together and, you know, like, or go sit outside and watch the sunset or whatever it is. I think that that's something I'm going to try to do more often with my family because, and my partner, because I think that sometimes he assumes I'm working when I might be actually scrolling through Instagram because he's been on his phone for yep. 30 minutes. And I think that he's not interested. So we have to be careful about, um, how connected, how intentional we are about connecting and maybe setting some some little guidelines and some boundaries around technology. Yeah. And I think being more deliberate as a couple, right? So that's what I feel like you're that's a talking to. Yes, yeah. Deliberate. Is like being more deliberate as a couple, willing to invest time, even if it's not a huge amount of time, that, you know, alignment and agreement about this time will be our time. The business won't come in. The babies won't come in. The kids won't come in. We're going to create some time for ourselves. I think that's really important. And you're creating that alignment so that they're, they continue to feel like they're important. Because that can also happen. I mean, you know, we can get so involved in what we're creating and what we're doing that we uh, sort of put them on the back burner. And I think if you're a mother as well, you know, unfortunately, usually our partners get to the bottom of the list. We're like, okay, well, you know, definitely we get to the bottom of the list and then our partner's right before. So we'll we'll serve the clients, we'll serve the business, we'll serve the kids. And then the partner's like, oh, they're okay. (laughs) They're managing, they're doing okay. And then this happens a lot in marriages, you know, and in long-term relationships in general is that we start to take for granted that relationship. We don't put deliberate time and attention and care in it. And, and so sometimes it literally is just about carving out a little bit of deliberate attention and time for your partner and, you know, asking what they need. Like, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, it's sitting down and really being like, what do you need? What do you need to feel comfortable with the situation? So like, sometimes it's like, what do you need to feel comfortable with me in my business? You know, and sometimes they might just say, I need a little bit more time 
time, or I need some confirmation that you're going to create some income at this time period or whatever. Or, you know, there's all these things that we can do. There's so many variables and so many things that we can do as a team. And it's so much better if we're both on board in that teamwork, but there needs to be a choice and deliberation in that and, and an understanding that they do play a part. And we can't think that we are in this solitary island of our business and our partners have nothing to do with it and they get no say. And and this is one of the sort of dangers I see is that I see a lot of women and I've been here. So, you know, I'm talking from experience personally, as well as the people I've worked with. But I think we get into this place of we're just not going to tell our partner anything because it's so triggering and so reactionary. I'm just going to keep it all to myself. I'm going to keep my goals to myself. I'm going to keep my financial goals to myself. I'm going to keep all everything that's happening in the business to myself. And I'm just going to shut them out because they just can't handle it. Or they're, they're not very nice when we get into conversations. And unfortunately, that's a short-term sort of solution and reaction. And it's not even really a solution, so that's not the right word. It's a sort of a short-term Band-Aid, and it's only going to lead to a lot more problems and a lot more challenges down the road. Yes, I have done that one myself, and it's usually a reactive Band-Aid. Yeah. Um, I feel something, and I kind of just say, well, fine. You know what? I'm not going to tell him any of it. He's not going to have to even worry about that because he's not going to know. So it kind of becomes a little passive aggressive on my part sometimes to shut my partner out. Um, And you're right. It's like being able to be deliberate, being able to be intentional. And sometimes we think that we need to even be doing more than what our partner is even asking. And so ask them, like, what is it? How stressful is this? What do you need? Because maybe it is, you know what, if we just had one date night a month right now, where you did not talk about your business. <laughs> like my husband's going to be like it's not just your time honey like i don't want you to not talk about your business at all can we just not talk about it? because when we go on dinner dates i'll be yeah. like and so let me tell you i just did a new da 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 and i've got this going on and you know and he's just like oh god this is going to be fun you know because sometimes we're so enthusiastic about what we're doing that yeah. that's all we want to talk about so also remember being deliberate and asking them you know what is it that they're missing what is it that they're needing what is it that like more of and being honest with our partners like oh this is so hard for me yeah I wish that I had all this time and energy to give you and to give the kids and to give all the, and to give myself. And right now is crunch time in my business. Maybe there's this reality you're up against something too. And just being honest with all the people in your life and be like, I am going to be more immersed for the next three months because I've got this thing that I'm watching and I want to be able to give it my all. And then I want to take some time off and I want us to go do something fun or whatever. So it's like setting up more realistic expectations, letting them know when you're going to be underwater, if you yes. can predict it. Yes. And then there's kind of the, the whole family buckles down and it's just like, okay, you know, mom's in the trenches right now, but this is, a per- you know, it's not permanent. It's just temporary. Yeah. And how can we all be okay with this? How can we all pitch in and support all, you know, the whole family? Because it yes. really, the business is, even if it feels like it's, all on your shoulders, like you said, it's your whole families. I mean, it's affecting everybody. And so bringing everybody in sometimes. Yes. 
And I think the same is true for us. We need to get more honest about what we need. And I think sometimes we try to hold it all. We try to be really strong and we're like, no, it's okay. We don't, we don't, we won't involve them because we'll just handle it all. We'll carry the burden. And and sometimes we don't get honest with them about what we need. Like I need more support is an example. I've been to my husband so many times and said, look, I actually need more support. Like I need you to back me, not just say it's okay for me to do it but actually believe in me and back me a hundred percent. And when I've had those conversations, it's really changed the game for me and for him. And it's allowed us to be more of a team and it's allowed me to forget my needs met, you know, and also figuring out what he needs. And, you know, I've told the story a few times, but, you know, a few years ago, you know, there's, there's always sort of this push and pull between like, getting what we all need, right? I feel like we're all unconsciously fighting for what we need. So it's like, I need more time. I need more time. Well, I need self-time. Well, I need self-time. And I don't know about you guys, but my I mean, partner and I have done a lot of sort of, you know, like, <laughs> no, I need this. Well, I need this. And we go back and forth and it's like, okay, wait, <laughs> let's figure out what all of us need and then figure out sort of the right solution to get it. And so, you know, a couple of years ago, because I was, you know, sort of coming out of having another baby, I moved very slowly back into my business to grow it. And I was like, okay, I really want to put all attention back on my business. I really want to grow it. I really want to make it so that it can support the whole family. And I said, you know, what do you need? And he, you know, really talked about how he wanted to figure out what he wanted to do because he's been sort of, tra- he was trapped for a long time in sort of the corporate role and the place that he he went. And, you know, he was good at it, but he didn't enjoy it. He didn't love it. It wasn't his passion. Whereas I'm doing my passion and there's a little bit of resentment and challenge in that as well because I think a lot of partners resent the freedom that we have. And even though it may not feel like freedom, on some level it is. And so I think, you know, we we just really sort of hash out and talked about those things. And then what I told him is that if I'm going to put enough energy into my business to really make it eventually support us, pull you out of corporate and allow you the space to figure out what you want to do, we're going to have to 50-50 share the domestic duties and 50-50 share the childcare and literally make everything 50-50 in the house. Because at that point, I was still doing a lot more of the domestic duties. And these are some of the things that we have to come to alignment and agreement. And so he did, he agreed and he took it on 50, 50, putting the child to bed, 50, 50, picking her up from school, like mm-hmm. everything. And, you know, it took time for me to build the business, to be able to pull them out of corporate. But as most of you know, last year I did, and now we're traveling nomadically and he's got a lot more freedom and, and we're navigating a lot of other different things, mm-hmm. roles and other things, which I'll talk about as we explore the nomadic route. But I think, you know, what it came to is me understanding what he wanted, what he needed, what was uh, a struggle for him, where his fear was, you know, and then also being able to express what I needed to get to the place that we wanted to go. And, and so, you know, that is such an important piece is that we're able to come to the table and really explore what each of us needs. And sometimes that requires a mediator. And if you need a counselor, a therapist, a mediator, someone to come with you, you know, to, to just be able to have a more of an objective framework around the conversation. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I find my clients are so relieved when I say, oh, I actually work with entrepreneurial couples. Yeah. Like that's, a, that's what I do. And they're like, oh my, that's a thing. I'm like, yes, because more and more of us are navigating these non-traditional work styles, yeah. whether it's the nomadic lifestyle, which is a whole other way of navigating relationships, or just the non-traditional, not doing the nine to five and trying the different scripts. So as we you know, um, forge new ways of working, 
new ways of living our dreams, then we have to talk about this in our partnerships. And we have to talk about this as how does it relate to our marriage and how can we just become more um, resilient and how do we understand how this changes the ways that we're getting our needs met. It doesn't mean that you can't all, the whole family can't be getting needs met, but it means it takes more intentional conversations, more deliberate action, and just more awareness all the way around that it's a normal stressor. And yeah, and getting help, like you said, when you need it is really important. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, you know, I think it's not like this is rocket science. You know, we all know that communication is really important in a relationship, right? And that's the foundation of really the way to best navigate this. But I think what we we want to talk about today, what we wanted to bring to light is that it's normal and that it's important that you navigate it and look at it and not ignore it. Because what a lot of people just try to do is just put it on the shelf and then big blowups happen or marriages dissolve, or then you're a single parent trying to work, run a business. And and let me tell you, that is harder. (laughs) We've both done it. Yeah, <laughs> Laura and I know. That's how we met. And we support each other. And that was great. Like, <laughs> like being single moms and living together. That's awesome. But, and you know, business partners. So, hey, yeah. we are much more experts on this than we even realize. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but I think, you know, in terms of, like, definitely – being a single parent versus having a partner who's supporting, you know, whether you, the business, the, you know, kids, whatever that is, like it is a lot easier. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you do want to, and some of you are already not in that situation, you know, but maybe you're thinking about new partnerships or maybe you're starting to date or there's all these different things. And I think, you know, if you're entering into new relationships or dating someone, you know, it's also really important to communicate who you are, what you're about, what your passion is so that he can back you and that it's important because none of us want to be creating this without our partner backing us. And and that can be a really vulnerable and empowering conversation. When I really sat my husband down to ask him to back me, and I feel emotional just even talking about Mm. him, and to really be that vulnerable to say, I feel like you're not backing me. And not that you're not allowing me to have a business, because I've always been an entrepreneur with him, or not that you're not supporting me, you know, to some degree financially, or not that this isn't happening, but that there you're not really, really backing me mm-hmm. like a hundred percent. And I need that. And that really shifted and changed everything in our lives and everything for me. And so I think it's really important to realize that, of course, we want our partner to back us. And it won't always happen, but it definitely won't happen if we aren't having the conversation about how important this is to us, how important it is that they're behind us, what that looks like and feels like and means to us, and why we're doing this in the first place. Because sometimes they don't really get the mission. They don't really get what we're working towards. And sometimes when we share that vulnerably and openly and emotionally, wow, that can really shift and change everything. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yay. Thank you. Thanks Yay. for sharing, sharing that personal story. And I think that hopefully many things are coming up for listeners as they are talking and they know that they're not alone, not yeah. alone in navigating this. So many things that we discuss are to help people remember that that this is a part of the human experience, this is part of the entrepreneurial experience, and we've got you. If you yeah. need to connect and talk to us, then reach out through the Facebook group and yes. different ways. 
reach yeah. out. Both Laura and I have so much experience in this area. And like just being able to go into our group, ask us a question, you know, bring to light the specifics. Because sometimes, you know, there are subtle and artful ways to handle these situations. <laughs> and both of us can provide some feedback. So thank you all for listening. And we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Add to the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease. We need more women in power and with the resources to change the world. If you are enjoying the show and want to support our mission, please help us spread the word. You can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay, see you next week.